Welcome to A Family Bound by Grace. Another episode. Episode two. Yay. So today we're talking about something that's actually really dear and close to our heart because Mm -hmm. we have recently gone through one of the biggest storms in our marriage. Yes. Um, And we're still here. We're still here, praise God. Mm. Um, For those who don't know our son was in and out of hospital a two-year-old son was in and out of hospital the past three weeks um he was struggling to breathe and crashed twice by crashed i mean not breathing by himself he went from breathing by himself to not breathing by himself in the space of half an hour yeah the first time he was unresponsive praise god the second time he could move his eyes but um so we spent a lot of time in the hospital and it's been a real challenge for us yes but especially as we live away from our family our closest family members are what hour and a half away by car yeah yeah so it has been a challenge so this podcast we want to talk about how god has kept our marriage through the storms we've been through mm-hmm. we've been through some things we'll start from the beginning so just after we got married mm-hmm. my grandma passed away yes my mom's mom do i remember, remember that? that yeah i do how was that for you i mean i know how it was for me because i was going through it but you never know what to say in those situations really saying that i actually remember when you said <laughs> I think about it now. My phone died. Do you remember that? The battery died. And you said, <laughs> your phone's dead. And I burst into tears. And you're like, what? And I said, you said it's dead. Do you remember? I don't. I probably erased it from my memory because... It was, it what was could a challenging I do? time. What could I do? It was a really challenging time. <laughs> it really was. Well, what's one of the things you'd say that got us through that particular moment because a lot of people have deaths unfortunately it's part of life you you live and you die and yeah what would you say you did as a husband to a wife which i think is interesting because usually the wife likes to talk a lot right Hmm. well i did one of the things that is hardest for the husband to do actually which is um have a situation there and instead of trying to solve it just just be there mm. as well i know personally for me whenever there's a situation it, it's more of a okay it's a situation let me think of a solution that will make people happy about the situation etc etc but there isn't really a solution to to death so um i just kind of had to be there for you you were you were you did it was a lot of hugs and just silence but the silence was okay Non-sexual hugs. Is that for the men? That was for the men. Okay. It is, yeah. Women don't feel comforted in the same way as men. So I thought I'd throw that out there. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So we move on and then I get married. I get married. We move on and then I get pregnant. Mm. And yeah. And we were excited about being pregnant. It was 
we even moved our holiday and all sorts. We were supposed to go to Jamaica. So she got pregnant, it was around, I think, March, April times. And we had a holiday booked to go to Jamaica um, that October. And when we found out she was pregnant, we was like, well, we won't be able to travel then, really, because she'd be so heavily pregnant. So we moved the holiday to, to when was it, August. So we moved the holiday to August. And we was like, yeah, you know, go on holiday. Paid a bit more for it as well. Go on holiday. And then we went for a scan. No, it wasn't even that, actually. Telling the story terribly wrong. Go on, then. <laughs> Mrs. Storyteller. We moved the holiday. Um, we told the family and friends, everybody, that I was pregnant. Um, it was before three months, but then I was at home and I started bleeding. You were far. You, you were somewhere in South for work, so I called my friend Nora. She took me to the hospital. By oh, the time yeah. I got to the hospital, yeah, they told me to take a pregnancy test, actually. But the pregnancy test said it was negative, and so they said, sorry, there's no baby. Yeah. That was hard. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes. And there's always, um, is what we keep saying about this hindsight being a wonderful thing. There's always someone that feels like they're offering you some good advice in these situations. Mm. And you're just sometimes sitting there like, this isn't really what I want to hear. No, it's, I, I suppose that's the other thing, right? It's when you're going through these storms, surrounding yourself with people who will be able to edify you. Mm-hmm. Positively, um, yeah. Because during those times, during those storms, you don't necessarily want to pray no and thinking about what we've just recently been through and thinking about times back then we weren't where we are now spiritually no nowhere near actually and so i can't even say yeah god got me through it i mean now i'm looking back and i can see god got us through it but it was somebody who was praying for us and as a result of them praying Mm. for us yeah we were able to get through that particular storm yes so a month later yeah then a month yeah so then a month later Sheena ends up pregnant again yay Yay. and then but because um because of the miscarriage beforehand um before we went on holiday we went for an early scan a two-month scan (laughs) and um during the scan they told us you're you've got twins (laughs) We were okay with that, though. We were okay with that. Sheena has a lot of twins now on her side of the family, actually. I don't have any, but Sheena has a lot of twins okay. on her side of the family. And I was like, oh, okay. That's what I expected. That's fine. This should be fun. And so off we go on our all-inclusive holiday to oh, Jamaica. All-inclusive. Do you know how much money this cost us? Because we had to move it to August. And my wife is now sitting inside the bedroom, <laughs> eating saucer-sized plates of baby food because she couldn't keep anything down. No, for those women out there who have morning sickness, you understand the struggle. The smell made me sick. Cauliflower made me sick. So I'm all out on the beach having fun by myself. What? Yeah, I did leave her by herself in the bedroom. (laughs) What do you expect me to do? (laughs) No, so yeah. So yeah, we was on holiday. Um, Had fun. It was all good. Came back after two weeks. That was how long our holiday was. We didn't get kicked out. Um, <laughs> came back and we go for our proper three-month scan. And I'm there sitting next to Sheena. 
as you do during the pregnancy scan. I'm looking at her belly. And why don't you tell them what you saw on the screen, Sheena? I saw three heads. Allegedly. I saw three heads and Still the sonographer <laughs> was whispering to the midwife person who was there. And then they were giggling. And so it confirmed the fact that I saw three heads. Then they went and got somebody else. And then they said, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. We'd like to tell you. There's another head. Yes. But how did you how did you feel at that time? Tired. Really? No. You're not even being serious. No, it was it was it was worrisome actually. Like I said, we just spent big, big money on this holiday and, and now I'm I'm told that I've got to provide for three children in the next what seven months six months because we was already on the three month scan well it was less than that because i only went seven months that's a valid point yeah so it was so overall we had a i had what five months from that time on in order to to get everything that was needed push chairs babies but even through that oh my days god so awesome even through that the way that people came together and the way that they blessed us with things, no, we didn't real. actually pay for clothes for the children until they were about four. Yeah. Every year. Yeah, yeah. People every would year. give clothes. And we'd have suitcases yeah. underneath the beds. We just. And the most I had to do was top up vests or something. So yeah, even in your storm, and not to say that kids are a storm, but in terms of going from no children triplet especially in the situation that we were in it's not like we were we spoke about um how we one of the mistakes we had in our marriage was not being financially secure or stable Mm -hmm. so then to go from yeah living outside our means Mm -hmm. and then so to go from that to having triplets it was big it was really big on so many different levels different different ways um I want to add, actually, because at this time as well, I was working a zero-hour contract mm. job. I, I was getting work, but the fact that it was still zero hours. And where do we live? We lived in East London, Dagenham at the time. Not even just that. My maternity pay at that time, I had started working just under the year. Oh, so yeah, it wasn't so you wasn't getting year, full, So I didn't even yeah. get the full maternity. Like, yeah. everything was actually against us the it more really we think was. about it and we realise it. So I didn't get full maternity pay, which means we had to survive on a zero-hour contract with triplets and the the matern- statutory maternity pay. Oh, uh, yes. We and weren't my, balling. No. And the nature of my job was is they would give me a start time. I wouldn't have a finish time. So I could start at any time. Could, they could tell me, obviously I'd have notice, they'd have a road turn, whatever it may be, so I'd know what days I'm working. Um, but I could start at four o'clock in the morning. I could start at two o'clock in the morning. I could start at four o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock in the afternoon, nine o'clock in the morning, whatever it may be. And the end time was when the job was finished that I was assigned to do. And as a supervisor, if people did it wrong, you had to stay behind fixing yes. their mess. And this was in the whole of... um, the I, I could... I would be... Was it my area of travel was the whole of the southeast, so from the River Thames, for those of you who don't know, um, London River Thames, all the way down to the the bottom to the coast, and then from central London down to the coast. So any of that southeast, 
it was crazy it was a crazy time especially the first year it was yes. a crazy time of triplets but it really was but god got us through and that job did. those zero hour contracts we had a scan every two weeks yeah there were only that, two was very scans beneficial. that you missed out on and one was because you was out of the country for work yes okay. yeah yeah that was one of the pairs actually they sent I can't me remember the second they sent time. me to greece i don't remember the second time either. but there was only two there were only two times like and so what we realized is in every situation even though it seemed really challenging and really difficult <clears throat> god was blessing us for that moment mm. there were there was a blessing for that moment so whatever storm you're going through hold on to god and instead of looking at the difficulties Look mm. at the blessings that he has for you in that storm. Look at the lessons that there are to learn in that storm. But you know what also? Because, like I said, the whole of South East, I could be, what, two, three hours away, if not more, um, on some days. But on that particular day that you went into labour, I was actually working in central London, which mm -hmm. was only in, what, about, well, about a few traffic lights that I, that I, <laughs> that I went through. Really traffic lights? Let's not get into that. I don't know who's listening. Um, <laughs> I was only in roughly about 30, 35 minutes away from the hospital when you actually decided to go into labour. Yeah. Well, I, I say decided. It wasn't really a choice. But yeah. Yeah. As opposed to three hours away and nothing I can do apart from being on the phone. So yeah, you would have missed it. That's how you and know You wouldn't have even God. been able to be on the phone because it was no. a C-section. And I wouldn't have been able to leave. I drove my car to work that day as well as opposed to getting in a minibus, the work minibus to go to work. Otherwise I wouldn't have been able to get back either. That's how you know it was God, guys. Was you have to God. look back and you have to you have to really realise that what God's done for you. Okay, so we're gonna go to our next major storm in our marriage. So the girls were in hospital for seven weeks. They were in NICU, the neonatal um mm -hmm. unit. Everything was going well. Um Brie was about to come out of hospital. Mm. Oh yeah. And that yeah. night that she was about to come out of hospital, they called us. So they never call us. Um so there's no if there was no way for us to stay there. So we would literally have to yeah. go home and then come back every day. Which in itself, I'm telling you, God's awesome. <sighs> at one point I had we had one at home. Yes. Nay was in one of the hospitals and mm -hmm. then Brie got moved to another hospital mm -hmm. and I was doing the rounds while Joseph was working all here, there and everywhere. It was a And then coming back to go crazy. see them as well. Yeah. It was a it was crazy. But so this particular night <clears throat> Brie was allowed to come home. They're all getting really close to come home. We're excited because for seven weeks we've been going backwards and forwards to this hospital. Um and even that in itself is something. We'll I'll talk about that another day. And they call us and say, you have to come to the hospital quickly. We go to the hospital now and Bree's on morphine. Her stomach is huge. And they say, we need to transfer to Royal London Hospital and we need mm. to go now. And so we had to go. Yeah. You went in the ambulance, didn't I you? I went in the ambulance. And I followed yeah. behind, yeah. We had to go. And they said that she had something called NEC, which is basically where their gut starts to expand and it can um, make a hole in their gut. So they wanted to operate on her. Now, one thing, and we're going back, because even then, our, our faith isn't what it is now. Mm -hmm. And we're still on that journey. And I believe that God's going to make our faith grow and grow through all these storms that he keeps, like, that keeps, that keep coming that our way. That he allows us to go through, yeah, yeah. we're going to keep growing because then we have 
praying parents and that's one thing i'm really grateful for mm-hmm. we have a praying parents praying family a praying church there were churches praying churches i didn't even know about that were praying for for brie and then the next day when we went there they said oh we don't need to operate we're not sure why but we're just going to monitor her because she seems fine and then you just say the statement but god literally mm. you don't know who's been praying for her and god heard and we're yeah. so grateful that he did and because the outcome would have been <sighs> if she had to go for that first operation they said that she would have needed operation periodically throughout her life yeah. if she survived that operation because she, yeah. she was so small yeah. but she was premature um so yeah and <laughs> there's been attacks and attacks on our children attacks. even up until um like our son Zeke, who literally stopped breathing twice but through it all, God's literally kept us. And I remember mm-hmm. um, one of our sister in laws saying, Why are you two still smiling and laughing? God's got us. Whatever the outcome's going to be, He has promised in His word that He will never leave us and He will never forsake us. So, we just have to trust that. We have to trust that. Okay, so we're going to go on to money. Joblessness and money. We've had that too. Yes. Do you want to go for that one? The, the one thing that comes to my head, to my mind, when you say that is when I decided at my point of not having a job um, before we got married to then ask your dad if he minds me proposing to you while I don't have a job. <laughs> and you, well. Were you scared? I was embarrassed. But at the end of the day, if you wait for the situation to be perfect before you do anything, you're not going to go anywhere. And so I asked him the question. He said, it's been known to be, it's, it's been done before. People have got married about having jobs before. And it's not like you're not looking for one, you're you're not sitting at home or whatever it may be, so go for it. Can we just um, make it known that you had a job previously? I did have a job previously, yes. And you have been working since you were like 16, not that you weren't doing anything for your life. I don't even remember why I didn't have a job, actually. But neither here nor there, I guess. So what about when we moved house, we were supposed to be moving to Cambridge. Oh... So I was in one job, um, I was in a job and they, long story short, because long story short, they didn't want to promote me and it's either I sit there and I fight through it or I go somewhere else. I started looking for another job and at this point we decided that we were going to move out of London because we decided to homeschool our children. So I was looking for another job, found one up in Cambridgeshire. Um, but it was the same pay that I was getting, which was fine, minus the London waiting, which equals uh, roughly about £3,000 or whatever it may be a year. And so it came up to the time that I'd meant to go for this job now. We had we, we, we knew that we should have gone. But it came up to, I think it was a week before, no, the Friday before I was meant to start. And I got cold feet. <laughs> And I messaged them and I told them I'm not coming, that I'm not starting the job. You're going to miss out the rest of it. I also applied for another job and I got that, but that was around the corner from where we was currently living, which means that we weren't going to move out of London. 
which is what we had decided on doing and what we had prayed about. Just got that job and what, two weeks later, they let me go? Well, they say that we have a trial period and see how it goes. And if any of us don't like it, him being the employer, me being myself, then we can just say so and go our separate ways. Um, and yeah, I guess they didn't they didn't think I suited the job, which is fine. And so they let me go. And so I was uh, jobless. Looking back on how I let go of that job that I should have gone to in Cambridge. <laughs> It was a le- listen. That was a lesson that and a was half a for us to learn, and we learned it quickly. We we learned from that mistake so quick. It's yeah. unreal. God was looking at me. He said, "You gonna learn today?" <laughs> I learned mm. literally, and so we were, we were supposed. To, the reason why it was a challenge as well is we had nowhere to move to. There was yeah. there was nowhere for us to move to. It would have meant that Jay would have been moving backwards and forwards from Cambridgeshire to East London, which would have been nearly two hours driving, lots of petrol, lots of mileage. Um, and that's where the cold feet came. We didn't move in faith. It's no, the, it's we the didn't reality of it. It's, we didn't move in faith. But this is God's grace and mercy, guys. Like a family bound by grace. God's grace and mercy. There was a lady who messaged us from um Buckinghamshire and she said do you want to move to our house listen we learned our lesson we said yes let's go <laughs> we moved did did Joseph have a job no nope. no he didn't no nope. did we have to go through the same mistake twice because that burnt we were was it three or four months with no job yeah yeah and it was hard but it was hard very long money it was really hard Praise God, by that time, we had sorted out finances and we mm-hmm. actually had money saved that kept us going through that three to four months. Mm-hmm. But it was hard and we moved. And as soon as we moved... As soon as we decided to move, mm-hmm. I also got... Um, I was applying for jobs out there. And I also I got an interview for a role that was twice as high as the original role um, that wouldn't promote me. Um, so in the same field, I work in IT. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so when we was due to move up to here, well, I got the job, and when we were due to move up to here, I would start, I think it was a week or, or two weeks later. And so as soon as I did that, everything panned out nicely, and obviously two two rolls higher, we was able to then balance out our books again, and... Yeah, 10 minutes away from the house. Yeah. The job was, yeah, so my previous job, I was travelling, what was it, hour and a half to work and an hour and a half back. So I'd sometimes be leaving before the girls woke up and I'd get be getting back home after their bedtime, which is at seven o'clock. But now it's a, it's a 10 minute drive to work and a 10 minute drive back home. Yeah. Like God's really been merciful. He really has. It's been, it's been a journey and I don't doubt that we're going to have more storms. Mm. Not because... God doesn't like us or not because we're not good enough like the sun shines on the good the just and the unjust but in James 1 it talks about how the testing of your faith produces patience we're allowed to go through certain things so that we can grow so that our characters can be refined Mm. not just ours in the marriage but our children's characters as well so if you're going through a storm right now I just urge you to just hold on to God's promises. Mm. Find a promise, memorize it, and say it over and over and over Claim again. It. Literally. 
because I'm sure we're not the only marriage that's gone through storms. Nope. And I know that many marriages have storms, like they go through storms, and as a result of going through the storm, the boat gets battered and there's cracks, and then all of a sudden the marriage is starting to break. What we're here to tell you today is that doesn't have to be the case. In Ecclesiastes 4, verse 12, it says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Mm-hmm. Put God in the center. You and your husband is just a two-strand cord. You need a three-strand cord. And the times when you can't pray, depending on whatever storm you're going in, you are somebody to pray for you. You find that prayer warrior, that friend, that family member who's going to pray for you and you ask them to pray for you and over you and your marriage and your family. And with you. And with you. Mm. Because it literally, it's only God who's going to get you through. That was quite a deep. It was. We've gone over time. But I hope you've been blessed. Mm-hmm. I want you to have faith, show love, and give grace. Have a great day, guys. Bye.